Hello and welcome to a new episode of Ekpat's podcast, Ending the Silence on Child Sexual Exploitation. Today we're going to talk about trafficking in Thailand and how the demand for children fuels child trafficking for sexual purposes. Today, Thailand is not only a paradise for backpackers and honeymooners, but a key destination country for migrant workers, human trafficking and forced labor. In 2019, an estimated 3.9 million migrant workers were living and working in Thailand, both legally and illegally. Most of them came from neighboring Cambodia, Lao People's Democratic Republic, Myanmar and Vietnam. 480,000 were estimated to be stateless, while 100,000 were refugees and asylum seekers. According to the Global Slavery Index, Thailand is home to about 610,000 human trafficking victims. A huge number. For more than two and a half decades, the labor migration to Thailand has continued to increase, and it seems unlikely that it will change in the coming years. The majority of identified victims for the past year came from Myanmar, but historically, Thai nationals have also been forced, coerced, or deceived into labor or sexual exploitation. Victims are trafficked for sexual exploitation both within Thailand and to a number of countries internationally. And even though migrants from neighboring countries constitute a large proportion of identified trafficked persons in Thailand, it's also clear that there are many more that have yet to be identified. The Thai government needs support in doing so. In order to enter Thailand legally, migrants have to go through an MOU process. That is, an agreement between the governments of Cambodia, Laos, Myanmar that establishes a channel for legal labor migration from these countries. This process, however, can be expensive, long and complex, which means many migrant workers are likely to continue using illegal channels to work in Thailand. The difficulties are not only due to the Thai government. For example, it can be expensive for Myanmar citizens to apply for passports in their country, and for many ethnic minorities, it is almost impossible. In a report released early 2019, the United Nations International Organization of Migration described the situation in Thailand as, quote, The largely ineffective and ever-changing policies have kept migrants in a precarious legal status and prevented them from fully contributing as members of Thai society. Efforts to promote safe and regular migration are likely to prove unsuccessful until policies are established and implemented to ensure migrant workers' rights and dignity are fully protected. End quote. To protect those that are most vulnerable to trafficking and sexual exploitation, the Thai government has enacted progressive policies that guarantee migrants access to many essential services, regardless of their legal status. This includes education and healthcare. However, there are still barriers that continue to hamper their use of these services in real life. Because today, only 51% of all eligible migrants are currently enrolled in public health insurance schemes, while up to 200,000 migrant children remain out of school. The lack of access to these social safety nets, language barriers, and low economic and social status contribute to the vulnerability of children to different forms of trafficking, 
and especially sexual exploitation. To prevent exploitation against migrant workers and their families, and to ensure their safe migration into Thailand, Ekpat Sweden and faith-based development organization Diakonia started the project Safe Migration. Together with partner organizations, Diakonia in Thailand is working in this project on issues related to human rights, local democracy, social and economic injustices, and gender equality. One particular focus of their work includes the rights of stateless people and ethnic minorities. Agricultural workers are especially affected by these injustices. Most of them don't receive the most basic protections, including minimum wage, overtime pay, rest time, annual leave, sick leave, and social security. According to Thai labor law, the minimum wage is set to 310 baht per day. This is a sum, though, that most employers never pay, even though that it's punishable to up to six months in jail and 100,000 baht in fines. As long as few regulations are in place, and even for those that are in place but are not followed, low wages, unsafe living and working conditions and lingering problems with child labor will persist. Southeast Asia has long been recognized as a significant source region for trafficking of children for sexual purposes. There are many reasons for this. High levels of regional migration, illegal migration, economic imbalances and local demand for sexual services of children, to name a few. Children in the region are trafficked for jobs such as domestic services, factory work, agriculture, fishing, construction, begging, forced marriage and adoption. But the trafficking of children for sexual exploitation continues to be one of the most common purpose of trafficking. Often, children are recruited through online brokers or agents giving false promises of employment opportunities, better economic conditions and well-paid work overseas. But instead, the child end up in a situation of sexual exploitation. And today, the internet is a goldmine for recruiters. Through social media and chat rooms, they can easily advertise and get in contact with children and youth looking for new livelihood opportunities. And this is a huge challenge in preventing trafficking, as parents often have little or no idea what happens online. There are many cases of children trafficked to Thailand without parents even knowing about it. But there's also cases where children are encouraged by parents or by friends into joining exploitative labor. At the border between Thailand and Myanmar, Diakonia Thailand supports local partners to strengthen the rights and working conditions of migrant workers. One initiative is the Migrant Support Networks. They serve as a forum where migrants can access training on human and labor rights and get advice on their specific situation. Unfortunately, Mobilization of migrant workers has led to severe tension between local organizations and businesses providing jobs in the region. Many employers see migrant workers as lower class citizens who are willing to work for less than minimum wage. To some businesses, labor rights mean less revenue and additional responsibility. For many migrant workers coming to Thailand, an orange farm is the first stop. Once there, they are accommodated in simple housing with their families next to the farm. The wage agreements between the farm owner and the workers differ, 
but most workers do not receive minimum wage. Once there, they are accommodated in simple housing with their families next to the farm. Employers often argue that the free housing is to be considered a benefit equivalent to minimum wage, and then also the reason for them to not pay adequate salaries. However, the only ones who benefit from an agreement like this are the employers. But everyone's journey doesn't start at an orange farm. Others arrive with a debt to pay to the broker who helped them cross the border. And this is something that can take them years to pay back. Many children in these communities, they do go to school during the weekdays. But on weekends, almost all of them help their parents out at the farm where they are also exposed to harmful chemicals. One orange farm that is a part of the Safe Migration Project has a history with sexual exploitation. A few years back, a man came to the farm and managed to lure two girls into coming with him by offering them candy. He forced them to take their clothes off so that he could take photos and share them on Facebook. Luckily, the girls returned to the farm and to their families, but the images of them will be out there forever. To prevent this from happening again, ECPAT Foundation, which is the ECPAT member in Thailand, became a part of the Safe Migration Project. And now, once a month, they invite children in this community to participate in activities focusing on increasing youth knowledge and resistance to sexual exploitation. You have heard the first chapter in a series of two, where we report on the issue of trafficking and sexual exploitation in Thailand. In the next episode, you will get to know Monting, a 17-year-old girl who's living in one of these orange farms. If you want to read more and see the pictures, you can just go to ekpat.org/thailand.